listening to Gleanings, the monthly newsletter from Strategies at Work, podcast edition, January 1st, 2012. Upcoming events. The Executive Forum. Does biblical worldview really work in the workplace? Would you like to hear stories of how ordinary people lived extraordinary lives in the workplace because of their walk with God? Then attend the Executive Forum. Come be inspired and envisioned by fascinating stories of men and women who dare to fulfill the call of God on their lives in the workplace. Here is a glimpse of the next great story. For years, Mac's father worked to develop a machine to facilitate food production. After numerous failures, he gave up. Young Mac asked his father for permission to continue the work. The father consented. Within months, Mac solved the problems that impeded his father and patented a revolutionary machine. With this machine, one man could do the work of ten. Mac set up demonstrations. Many people were impressed with the machine, but there were no buyers. For six years, Mac was unable to sell a single machine. Broke and discouraged? What did Mac do? Attend the Executive Forum and hear the rest of the story. The next luncheon will be held 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Thursday, January 19, 2012 at Glen Eagles Country Club in Plano, Texas. Register online at strategieswork.com. The Strategic Life Alignment Seminar. Struggling to find meaning, purpose, and satisfaction in life? Everyone does, but few have answers. This seminar will equip you with tools and a methodology for discerning your divinely ordained life purpose. Don't miss this opportunity to learn biblical principles that will help you discover your destiny. Peace, joy, and satisfaction will be yours only if you find and fulfill your life purpose. This event will be presented in both live and virtual settings. The next live event will be held March 1st and 2nd, 2012 in Seoul, South Korea. Recordings of this seminar are available on the website. See strategieswork.com for details. The SLA Alumni Event. This event is exclusively for alumni of the Strategic Life Alignment Seminar. The joy of discovering your life purpose can be challenging. Periodically, you need encouragement, fresh perspective, and inspiration. This is the purpose of the annual SLA Alumni Event. Each year, this event focuses on one of the key themes from the SLA Seminar and provides an oasis of refreshment for those who are truly engaged in discovering their life purpose. The theme of the next alumni event will be blocks to your character development and therefore your destiny. Don't miss this opportunity to be refreshed and refocused on your journey of discovering your life purpose. The next live event will be held March 4, 2012 in Singapore. Another live event will be held June 22, 2012 in Dallas. And the next webinar will be held September 10th, 17th and 24th, 2012. Recordings of the alumni events are available on the website at strategieswork.com. The Business Transformation Series Seminar Kingdom Management 3, Leadership from a Biblical Worldview. Where did you learn what you know about management? If you are like most people, you learn management from experience, common sense, books, and perhaps a mentor. But for most, what they know about management has been framed from non-biblical sources. If you believe that God created the universe, that he must have made all the rules for the universe. And if God revealed himself in the Bible, then the Bible must be a rich source of truth about life, including business and management. Furthermore, if God grants success in his universe to those who follow his rules, why would anyone expect to enjoy success in management without knowing and obeying God's rules? The argument is compelling. Anyone desiring to manage successfully in God's universe must know and obey God's rules. He or she must embrace the management ways of the Creator and King that is Kingdom Management. This training is Kingdom Management Part 3, Leadership from a Biblical Worldview. The next live event will be held April 6, 2012, and the next webinar will be held May 7, 14, 
and 21st, 2012. See strategieswork.com for details. These are challenging economic times. There is much fear in the world. Now more than ever, people need to understand the power of building their lives on Christ. Only faith in Christ can provide sustained victory over fear. If you need help in learning how to walk with Christ, Strategies at Work has consultants in various parts of the world. These consultants are equipped to help you grow in Christ and to find and fulfill your divinely ordained life purpose. Please contact them or contact the Strategies at Work Home Office if you would like our help. See the website strategieswork.com for details. And now, Dr. Chester brings us the message titled, A New Way of Living. Ever wonder what a deceased person might want to say to those still living? A deceased person has gone on a journey we will all take, so he or she could provide some valuable wisdom about how to prepare for the afterlife. Consider the story of a man who was physically rich and Lazarus who was physically poor, as recorded in Luke 16, verses 19 through 31. The rich man lived a narcissistic life of ease and comfort. In contrast, Lazarus lived in poverty and suffering. In the parable, both die. The rich man goes to hell, and Lazarus goes to Abraham's side. Since Abraham is the father of those who walk by faith in God, see Romans 4.16, this suggests that Lazarus was a man of faith. In hell, the rich man realized the error of his ways and wanted to warn his brothers so they could repent. Abraham responded that the living have adequate revelation through Scripture about how to live in accordance with the will and ways of God. The term will of God refers to God's plan and purpose for history, that is the meta-narrative. The term ways of God refers to the means and methods by which a person obeys God's will, which is tantamount to living according to a biblical worldview. One possible conclusion to the story is that the dead cannot warn the living, but would that be correct? Consider a testimony from Scripture. Hebrews 11 verse 4, by faith Abel offered a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith he was commended as a righteous man when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith he still speaks, even though he is dead. Abel's righteous living as a sheep herder emanated from his faith in God. Based on the revelation that he had, he lived according to the will and ways of God. Consequently, Abel speaks to all generations. His life is multi-generational. Sadly, there seem to be few who really want to have a multi-generational testimony. Today's focus is narcissistic. Most people seem to be striving to live a life of ease and comfort, like the rich man in the above parable. One example of a rich man was given in a recent article titled, Americans Undecided About God. In this article, the writer reveals that he is a self-defined modernist, humanist, postmodernist, empiricist, and pragmatist. He calls himself a rationalist, which is the same as a modernist. He defines his own view of God, which he states is a private matter. He chooses his own definition of what good is, which is humanistic. He doesn't believe in absolute truth, which is postmodern. And based on what he views as good, he adopts empirically derived practices to facilitate his definition of good, which is pragmatic. He claims to be on a self-defined conquest or quest for God, but his search for God is a ruse. It is a cover for his rebellion against God. Anyone who seeks to define God is an idolater, 
because God is not defined by man. Rather, God defines himself and man. The genesis and definer of everything is God. Sadly, this writer is typical of many today, even many who profess Christ. There's no genuine effort to seek God, and therefore no genuine effort to discover the purpose of God for their lives. The common definition of success is living a life of comfort and pleasure. If we have what we need to live the way we want to live, we view life as successful. This, however, will lead to an empty, unfulfilled, and vain life. One of the advantages of aging is the opportunity to observe reality over time. In my more than 50 years of involvement in the Christian community, I've been in several streams, denominational, Bible church, and charismatic. Though each stream is somewhat different, there is a commonality. The people in all three streams define life as did the rich man in the above parable. My observation is that most professing Christians perform their religious activities seeking to please God so that he will bless their effort to live lives of ease and comfort, that is, live, living according to their will and ways. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. To live by faith does not mean to live according to our will and ways, but to live according to God's will and ways. Abel lived with the revelation that he received from God, that is, he lived in faith in God and God's revelation. By faith, Abel connected his work to his worship consistent with the will and ways of God. Because Abel lived by faith, the message of his life became a multi-generational testimony. When there is confusion about God's identity and therefore his nature, there is confusion about how to live. If a person's life is not anchored in Christ and therefore in Scripture, then the person will, will live seeking his or her own will and ways. If you want to make your life count, to live multi-generationally, you must die to your will and ways so that you can live according to God's will and ways as revealed in Scripture. One of the measures of how well you do this is the degree to which you connect your worship and your work. God's will is expressed in his narrative, his overarching plan and purpose for the universe. He works everything, even evil, according to his will. Our responsibility is to discover our roles in his meta-narrative, and we are then to play our roles according to a biblical worldview, which means according to the ways of God. A person who chooses God's will and ways will be committed to a life of faith in Christ, marked by finding and fulfilling his or her divinely ordained life purpose according to a biblical worldview. Such a person should not expect a life of ease and comfort. Abel's life of faith was marked by death at the hands of a jealous religious brother who sought to live according to his own will and ways. Jesus stated that it cost to be a disciple. It cost everything, Luke 14, verse 33. This means that true disciples of Jesus no longer live for comfort and pleasure, but rather as sacrificial servants of God committed solely to doing God's will according to God's ways. Jesus and Abel lived this way. Their lives were marked more by suffering than by ease and comfort. A true disciple can expect to be treated as Jesus and Abel were, misunderstood, maligned, minimized, and murdered. But there are many rewards for being a disciple of Jesus Christ. One of the great rewards is that the life of a true disciple becomes a multi-generational testimony like Abel's because when true disciples die, their message continues to live. If you want to make a difference in life, you must touch future generations. 
Therefore, you must commit to a life of faith in God, which means living according to the will and ways of God. You must build your life on Christ as revealed in Scripture and live based on a biblical worldview. You must engage in the quest to find and fulfill God's purpose for your life. May the Lord grant you grace for the journey so that what was said of Abel can be said of you. And by faith he still speaks even though he is dead. Hebrews 11.4 May I suggest a new way of living. A New Year's resolution. Be willing to sacrifice a life of ease and comfort based on doing your will according to your ways. Instead, commit to learning and living according to God's will and ways. If you don't know how to do it, find someone who does and allow them to disciple you. May this new year be the time that you step up to living as Abel did so that your obedience to God's will and ways will be a multi-generational testimony in God's meta-narrative. In the end, this is all that will count. Happy New Year.